Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 42 of the Showbound Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Raskin, here with San Jose Sharks prospect Ethan Cardwell, back in home, back at home. <laughs> back, <laughs> back in home. Hot start, hot start here, really. Let's go. What's up, Card? Um, not much, bro. It feels good to be back in home. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so much fun, dude, getting down there. Um, just kind of seeing San Jose for the first time, meeting all the guys. Great time. Obviously, everyone kind of got a quick little update from last week's episode with Oz. And like, I had a super fun time rooming with him. And like I said, meeting all the guys and just getting my first taste of like the, what the NHL is all about and stuff. And obviously, it's a small sample size when you take into consideration it's only dev camp. But just to see how you're treated there, like just so professional, like the meals are just second to none, like the, uh, the hotel itself is just gorgeous. So, I mean, I can't thank San Jose enough for that first little taste of it. I'm looking forward to going back to a uh, rookie tournament and then hopefully main camp for a little bit uh, before I get the season rolling in Barry. But uh, no, man, I got a, I got a busy week ahead and I think we both do. So we kind of like kind of jammed in this pod, but I'm super happy the way it turned out. It was awesome. And everyone can get a good feel on Seattle. Um, well, yeah, drop our guest since you're t- touching on it now. I might as well. So third-round draft pick of the Seattle Kraken, Ryan Winterton, Whitby slash Brooklyn native. Um, but, yeah, no, he's one of my good buddies, so great to have him on and get a get a feel for the Kraken organization. But, no, it was – it was, it, was, it was awesome, and, and I'm going to be real busy this week. Um, I got my birthday coming up, actually, as we mentioned last week, 19th birthday, so super exciting there. I mean, it's on a Monday night in Barrie, so there won't be much to do. I won't even be with my family, but, hey, um, looking forward to camp. I'm moving in on, an, uh, on Sunday, actually, or Saturday or Sunday. I got new billets this year um, because of some other circumstances that went down, so I'm going to go meet them and uh, – and hopefully everything goes well. I'm just pumped to get back to Barry, dude. I think we're going to be nasty too. So I'm looking forward to it. Oh yeah. And there's so many follow-up things I want to ask just from that. So I'm going to kind of just go with, with what's in my head. But first of all, do you have any roommates in Barry or are you on your own there? I'm going to live on my own. I, I live like, as you know, I lived with Cosk and SAG. And then ever since I came to Barry, I've been on my own. Who knows? Like, I don't know. I've never met my billets before or anything yet. So I think I'm going to go meet them later this week. And then you never know if like we add a guy to the team or something and I'm like buddies. With yeah. Them and if they have room, but like, I, I'm not against having a guy with me. Like I love it. So, yeah. Um, okay. So I want to bring it back to Sharks camp. Not something we can skip over. Actually, before we talk about Sharks camp, can we let's let the listeners know what we have going on this week. Um, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, Cardsy and I, have uh teamed up with a few big media companies and this week we're going to start off by we're participating in this conference basically for young uh young people who want to pursue journalism podcasting like being an entertainer youtuber whatever it is we're we're essentially speaking in this conference in front of thousands of people like on zoom or whatever it is and we're talking about ourselves showbound and um taking a lot of fan questions and talking about everything and and just kind of talk like there's not really like we can just shoot the shit that's all they really want and then take some questions and that'll be cool and then on the weekend after where they're doing this competition for uh the people who were at the conference they can submit videos or something of of what they want to do and like a sample of what they what they are pursuing or something and Cardsy and I are the so-called celebrity judges. I, I hate to say celebrity judges when we refer to us because I don't feel like a celebrity. We're not, but we're the celebrity judges for this thing. And we get to like critique and rate these things. And there's going to be a winner that gets a bunch of money and um, they're giving us a, a scorecard or something to fill up, but we get to record a video and then they get to, everyone gets to watch the video of us and we can chirp them. We can do whatever we want. They said, it's like, we can just be truly ourselves. There's no, there's no limiting us. We can do whatever. So we got some cool stuff going on this week, bro. We're going to be ruthless on there to start ripping people apart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, It'll be, it'll be really funny. I'm, I'm excited to expand and you know what? It's going to bring new listeners to our show too. And, and, uh, that's also what we want. We want to keep growing. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun, but anyway, Let's talk about San Jose. So um, I watched the prospects scrimmage. They, uh, for those who don't know, like the, everyone at the camp was kind of split in half. They played against each other in a game. It was really cool in the SAP center. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. So in where the Sharks play, big rank, it was sick. 
unfortunately no fans but i think there was a lot of people watching it because there was a, a little chat function thing on the live stream and everyone was going crazy in the chat and i sent you a snapchat i was like firing up go cardwell in the chat repeatedly <laughs> um but i was watching it it was really entertaining there was a fight six shootout goal you were a, a plus plus a little bit i can't remember exactly but you you played well except your first period man honestly that was brutal. I was brutal. I don't know. I hadn't played a game since March. Um, you could tell too that it was just sloppy, not just you in general. In the first period, passes were being missed. Like there was a lot, but yeah, continue on. Yeah, the like the, nobody had been skating on that ice for a while too, so the ice was a little choppy. So like in that sense, like I'm a type of guy who like like I like to move the puck. Like I'm normally crisp with that stuff. Like uh, that's like the good part of my game like i'm known as like a skill guy so i'm gonna make these plays and like in the first i just wasn't making these plays like i was shooting grenade passes everywhere pucks were bouncing on me maybe gripping the stick a little tight but after after the first i felt like i settled into the game real well and then our whole team too like we we were down one nothing in the first for those who don't know and then we scored eight unanswered one eight one so it it was just like a bad first period for our whole team and then we just kind of turned on the jets yeah, it was um you you got that I think an early plus in the second you were kind of parked in front of the net and then the confidence maybe came came back and that poor goalie bro like the that one who came in for the teal team in the second period he gave him like three goals in a minute and I felt so bad because he's there like trying out too and he was just getting lit up and they weren't really his fault but um that was oh, a man. sick game yeah it was it was, it was cool and just to like be able to play on that ice the little introductions and not to like pass over the fact that like the sharks kind of pumped our pod on there too. And I know know, maybe I'll let you talk about that a bit because you actually watched it. Yeah. I I was watching. I kind of knew it was coming because every like commercial break, because there was no commercials, they would cut to their, I guess he's their broadcaster. Um, I assume he's listening to the podcast because he referred to a lot of things that we talked about on here. So hello. Um, But (laughs) he's just, I, he talked, he was giving a little highlights on certain players on the team. And then one of them was, He's like Ethan Cardwell, and I. The second I heard him say he's more than just a hockey player, I took my phone out. I start recording. Um, I knew he was gonna start pumping the pot, and he's talking about the podcast, um, where to find it, all that stuff. Talked about who you'd like to interview on the Sharks, and that was really cool that they're taking notice of that, that they're supporting it and pumping it. And um, I was just fired the whole game. I was fired off. Like I posted on my Insta story and tied you. It was just so cool, man. Seeing you skate out on that ice, I was I screamed in the video. I'm pretty sure I was like I was going crazy. It was fun. Yeah, bro, it's it cool, man. Like I said, it's like first case of the NHL, and I was loving it. Like your support was nuts. Like I, I this text, I was so fired up after the game to see all those texts and like see actually how it went down and stuff like that. But like it was, yeah, it was a special week. Like definitely one to remember. Like my first kind of taste of what it's like. Um, I keep going back to that. It was just because it was such an outstanding camp, and they did such a good job. But like if if you don't have much more on it, like I, I want to reference like a terrible tragedy. Um, yeah, go ahead. This week. I mean, three young men passed away tragically from the WHL, the BCHL. And do you know where the, uh, the other one played Delta hockey Academy? I think it's called. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so out West in Canada and I'm pretty sure it was a car accident, right? Yeah. So just, just terrible to see. And, our condolences and thoughts and prayers are with, with the families of, of the lost ones there. But no, it's just, it's just terrible to see, man, like gone way too soon. And just, but like, I'm sure the hockey community is going to rally around them as we always do when uh, certain events occur such as this one, but just terrible to see. And I thought it'd be good to send our thoughts and prayers and uh, just know that uh, we're, we're thinking about them for sure. It's tragic, man. It's it's been tough to see that stuff when you see it on Twitter, hear about it wherever. It's uh was like kids with such a bright future, man. Whether it's hockey or not, it never gets easier to to hear it. And then even I don't want to like bring, keep it on a sad note, but bringing it back to when we had Caleb Dahlgren on and hearing it like about the Humboldt tragedy straight from him, it kind of just changed my perspective on everything. Because you know you hear things, but you don't know the people so it obviously affects you a little differently and but man hearing Caleb's story and and then you just hear you know there's people that played with these guys that love these guys and it's just sad 
So I don't know, man. Ever since that podcast, I've been thinking differently about it. Like, I don't want to be all sad and stuff on the pod, but mm-hmm. yeah, we can, we can kind of move on. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, onto a different topic that I, I know you definitely heard about because you keep up in the in the hockey circle in the world more than I do. Have you heard anything about the Arizona Coyotes with their uh, arena and stuff like that? I know that they're looking at moving right in downtown Phoenix. Um, well, yeah, so I don't think they renewed the contract. Um, so I've heard rumors that they could be potentially moving, but I think Gary Batman wants to keep them in there for like geographical like travel for the teams and stuff and to keep a team in that area of the United States and stuff. But it'd be interesting to see if they do pull trigger and move in a few years or not. Well, yeah, I mean, you see the rumors like that Quebec could get the team and, and that sort of thing, which – there's no doubt Quebec would be a sick place for an NHL team. They have a beautiful new rink there too. And an owner who can pay and wants it. And I mean, it's no secret. Like they'd support it better than Arizona would. Right. Like, is that a fair thing to say? Yeah, no, like as much as the coyotes do have like a decent fan base and everything, like there's no doubt, like Quebec, man, like the fans are insane there. You can see just from the ramparts, like in, dude, they get, they get 15, 16,000 at the ramparts games. Yeah. Like some games like fully sold out. It's crazy. So like just, like if that happens, like the NHL comes there, it'd just be ramped up even more. And imagine their rivalry with Montreal and stuff. It'd be oh, insane, dude. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I heard they're going right to downtown Phoenix. I think, is that where the Suns play, right in Phoenix, the NBA? I, I'm i not too sure. I'm not a big NBA guy, but um, I'm sure if you did some digging, you're pretty good at figuring that stuff out. So yeah. maybe we'll be able to report on that one next, Epi. Yeah. Um, I mean – we said last week, you promised last week that you're going to do the Manscaped ad. So I think we can send it over to Ryan Winterton, but we got to hear, uh, we got to pump Manscaped here and I, everyone's looking forward to you reading this thing. So let's, let's have it. All right, bud. Um, for everyone who doesn't know, this is kind of a long ad. I guess you all know, you've heard it before, but there's a lot of writing on here and I don't know what I'm supposed to read and what I'm supposed to not. So if there's some hiccups, just don't judge me. Everything's staying in, though. Yeah, the listeners. And I'll, gi- I'll give you a, a, some credit before you even read this. When I screw up, unless it's, like, funny, I'll just cut it and I, I fix it in editing. But everything's staying in right now. So go ahead. Let's see what you got. All right. Attention all listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth-generation brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, including me and Rast, and get your rocket ready for takeoff. Go to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code SHOWBOUND. Ready for an out-of-world experience, fellas? Look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped. That has just taken off not only in the U.S., but Canada, the U.K., across Europe, Australia, South, Af- South Africa, not Africa, and Singapore, our favorite country, as everyone knows. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop retriever toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. First scheduled for liftoff, new lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. The spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, balls, butt, and even your anus. This fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic, (laughs) not creamic, ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents Thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology, the Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off button. Switch. Uh, now, see, I was switching. Like you sent me it on my phone, so I had to switch over to the second picture. So I lost what I was okay, saying. Okay, that's I fair. I just made one up there. So, I'll give you uh, that one. Okay. Yeah. Where am I? Where am I? All right. An on-off switch can engage a travel lock and is even waterproof. The Lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4,000K. 4, yeah. It's kind of a weird thing to say. 4,000K LED spotlight you can turn on and off when needed for a more precise shave throughout your travels across the universe. 
The performance package 4.0 also includes the weed whacker. It's like having a little astronaut to chop your worst weeds in the top of your nose and ears. The weed whacker is also waterproof and uses 9,000 RPM motor, a 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides (laughs) proprietary... There it is. Man, haven't been to school in two years, eh? Uh, this is pretty good reading for me, actually. Proprietary skinscape technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Don't forget to use the crop preserver, ball deodorant, and their crop reviver to help your little planets be on their A-game while feeling the sun's heat. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package, the Manscaped boxers and travel shed bag. Shed travel bag story. I knew that one for because Rass says it every week. Um, about Harry Balls and Buzz Lightyear, that Woody with Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SHOWBOUND. SHOWBOUND at manscaped.com. That's 20% off, fellas, and free shipping with the code SHOWBOUND. And for the ladies out there, you can definitely get your, uh, your husband, uh, your boyfriend. This is a great gift, so keep that in mind. At manscaped.com. That's showbound for 20% off at manscaped.com. For a clean Trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. And all the listeners will thank me for such an amazing Manscaped read. And now, with that being said, we can send it over to Ryan. Wait, I don't even. Wait, wait. (laughs) Can we break this down for a second first? (laughs) Good job, first of all. I want to say, although that was definitely the longest Manscaped read we had, it was probably the funniest one. So I think everyone enjoyed it. Um, but, I mean, you did a good job. You read, the only thing was your pace. Your pace was a little slow. That's that it. I was reading slow? Mm-hmm. Buddy, I was, that's like, that was like good reading for me. I was like pretty happy there. Like, I'm a good student and everything, but I'm just not a fast reader in life. I don't like to read books, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, you don't, you're not going to have to, man. You just got drafted by the San Jose Sharks, bro. <laughs> Was there was there reading in the combine? I don't think so. No, that wasn't there. So, but also you gotta you gotta give me some credit. I'm reading this off my phone, like the fonts in like size six font, and then I had to flip the screen to see the next photo. So, I have a little maybe. You know what we'll do? Maybe I'll give her another go next week. I'll print it out on a piece of paper, and um, yeah, we'll probably get a new one sent to us too, and it'll it'll keep things interesting. Yeah. Okay. With that being said, we'll send it over to Seattle Kraken prospect, Ryan Winterton. Uh, welcome to the pod this week. We got Wince. What's cracking, bro? <laughs> How are you guys? Uh, not too bad. Uh, Rask, you see what I did there with cracking? Get it? I don't know if it was that funny, but I, I respect it. Yeah. I, I actually stole that one from Wince when he when he yeah. posted his draft thing. I, I think he said something along the lines of that. So without further ado, this is we got Ryan Winterton on the pod this year, fresh off being drafted to the Seattle Crack and one of the first draft picks. Kind of just how cool is that? Yeah, um, I didn't even I didn't even really talk to Seattle before, so it was kind of crazy how it all turned out. And I was just kind of you know looking at my phone. I don't know why my, my phone my, or my head was buried in my phone for some reason. I got, I got a couple texts and then it was like, let's go, let's go. And so, um, that, that day was pretty cool. And that weekend was, you know, something I'll, I'll remember for a while. So I'm sure the same with you cards. Yeah. was that? Yeah, man, it was pretty special. I mean, me and Ras talked about it a bit, a few episodes ago, but like, like everyone says, like I've been having guys on the pod here for a while that had just been like getting picked and stuff. And like, it's crazy to like to hear, hear the draft stories and stuff, especially for me right. after not going in my own draft. But like, like, you know, it's such a sick feeling just to have your family and friends there too. But we're going to get back into some Seattle stuff in a bit. I know Ras got a bunch of stuff and the fans want to hear a ton about it too. But um, I kind of know what's going on with your summer, but you want to tell uh, the listeners kind of what you've been up to this summer, what summer training's looking like? Yeah, um, I'm skating. I'm skating five, four times a week right now, um, kind of consistent, and then working out four to five times a week. Um, I'm in the gym, so um, you know we have a, we have a good group down here. And, um, skating with Cardi and a lot of those guys, Perfetti. So um, you know I'm excited to go back to Hamilton, and we'll see what we can do. So I want to talk about your minor hockey. You played the Whippy Wildcats, had a dominant OHL draft year. I saw like two points per game or something ridiculous. Um, you did end up getting selected eighth overall by the Hamilton Bulldogs. 
But before we even talk about that, uh, Cardsy actually reminded me, you played with Owen Brady, who was your captain, Oshawa General's prospect. And yep. can, can you just tell us the story with him for the listeners who don't know? Yeah, man, uh, that was tough, uh, especially on like a friendship level. Take everything, you know, hockey out of it, out of the picture. We, we always put on the same team. So, um, you know, he, he told us kind of what was going on before and we were all, well, he told the team and, um, you know, he told a couple others before and it was pretty tough to deal with at the time, especially just not knowing if your friend's okay or, you know, what, what he's doing, um, you know, and then he had a 19 hour surgery to get, um, you know, a lump out of his leg. He was osteos, osteosarcoma, I think it was. Um, so, and he, he was obviously done for the year for hockey and that was our captain, um, you know, a big piece, but, um, you know, we had to kind of rally around him. Um, you know, we had to make time, uh, for Owen and make sure he was all right. Um, and whatnot. So that part of it was, you know, it was a bit scary to deal with at the time, you know, you're so young and stuff, but, um, you know, he's back in the gym now where, we're going to the same gym. So he's working out with me. Um, you know, he looks good and he's back on the ice. He's playing, playing for Pickering this year. So, um, you know, he's, he's moving along just fine. Um, and he's, he'll probably, uh, you know, I, I, I think highly of him. I think he'll play again. So, you know, you guys rally around that and you guys ha- were like a wagon that season, right? Can you just tell us about on the ice, how you guys did? Yeah. Um, we were pretty good. We played in the OMHA. So, um, you know, we did, we were one of the better teams in the OMHA. So we were pretty, um, you know, we'd get a lot of goals every night. So it was, it was nice for points. Um, I played with two line mates that are now both in Ottawa, you know, Sarah Zotti and um, Tommy Johnson, who were pretty good. I think Brandon had 93 and um, Tommy had just under me with 71, I think. So, um, you know, our line just kind of connected from, from the get-go and, um, you know, it was pretty smooth sailing. No, like in going back to Brady quickly, like, I mean, he's a great kid. And like, I've skated with him a few times since Rask and he's looking really good, man. Like it's surprising, like how far he's came and just like, and this is one thing why I like the like NCAA, how you can go so late. Like it's, I think it's pretty cool. Like I, I feel like OB will be the type of kid, like tell me if I'm wrong, Ryan, but I feel like he could be the kid who would get like a 20 year old, like a scholarship then and to go play and like make a good comeback to his career. Yeah, man, he's he's a smart kid too. So I could definitely, I think he's thinking, I think he's thinking that route now. So, um, you know, that's pretty good to see. And yeah, again, he's a smart kid. So, um, you know, I think he'll get an NCAA just fine. And then they can kind of, um, you know, develop him over the years. And then hopefully, you know, he plays in the NHL one day. Uh, I think that's still his end goal. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And he's a hardworking kid. And maybe, exactly. maybe you'll have to get him on the pod, Ras, because I'm sure we could talk for hours about his journey and stuff. It's pretty inspiring. But we'll get back to Wentz here. I mean, you go to Hamilton in your first year as an eighth overall pick, high expectations, play pretty well as a rookie, like 23 points in 53 games, um, solid season. How did you find that adjustment period from, from minor hockey to the all? Yeah, um, it was tough. You know, as you know, Kyrs, I'm a pretty, pretty skinny guy. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of weight on my body. So uh, I think coming in six, 16 year old season, or I guess I was 15 at the time and I was probably, you know, 160. So um, you know, I was playing against guys that are a lot bigger, a lot stronger. So it was tough for the first, um, I'd say half a season. And then I kind of, you know, found my step and then was, was good for the rest of the season. Um, you know, once I got it figured out and kind of learned from a lot of guys there, um, you know, I think Hamilton did a really good job of development, developing me throughout that year, um, to make me a better player. And kind of, like I said, I'm excited to go back this year. Yeah. And I mean, like you're going to be having a huge increased role, which a lot of people saw, like, which happens in the OHL and the, the OHL is going to be, everyone knows it's going to be a little bit of a weaker league this year. So I think like for a guy like you, especially, it's kind of like more, more leadership role. Actually, you only have 53 games and uh, <laughs> you're going to be considered a veteran in the, in the locker room a little bit. Um, but how much, how much are you looking forward to and what are you looking forward to about uh, this year coming? Yeah, man, just like you said, kind of being a leader on that team. Um, you know, I think going away to U18s was a, was a big learning experience for me. Um, you know, seeing a lot of the guys like Shane Wright, Brendan Othman, and how they kind of approach it. And same thing with, you know, skates around when we, we skate cards. And, um, you know, you look at those guys and kind of how they approach the game and what they do, um, you know, extra hard work, whatever it is. Um, you kind of just want to you want to do the same thing. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking to take that back to Hamilton, just the work ethic and, you know, what it takes to actually win, um, you know, as we won the, the tournament there in Texas, um, you know, you just gotta, you gotta be all in on the, on the team. So, 
Um, I'm excited, like I said, um, to be kind of a leader on that team and kind of, as you said, an increased role. Um, I'm excited to play and get get back to hockey with with all the guys. So, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely going to be exciting. And when, when do you actually, when are you moving down there? I'm going uh, the 30th to Hamilton. And then we got camp till the, I think, second to the fourth. And then we got a, a couple of games against Oshawa. So uh, no, that'll, no. Be, that'll be good to get back in the swing of things. Yeah, get you back in, uh, in motion and everything. And I mean, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit right now. Um, these ones are always tough to answer. But uh, do you have any funny memories or like stories that, uh, that you might be able to share from your first year in the all? Oh, man. Uh, might have to give me a sec here. Here, I, I mean, got, let me, let me tee you up a little bit. Cause, yeah. uh, cards, we talked about this one a few weeks ago, but we were playing against, uh, Hamilton there, Barry. And, uh, when Cali ever, whatever scored that lacrosse goal on sea were were you, you remember that one? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't remember it on the bench for some reason. I might've been away at U 17s or, or something, but I don't remember it on the bench, but I remember kind of looking back, whether it was that night or whatever it was, wherever I was, um, and kind of being like, Holy, Holy crap. Like, but he's just that guy. Like he could, I bet you he does that at the next level too. He's just always finding a way to score and he's so good. So I'd never, I'd never put it past him. Speaking about scoring, how long did it take you to get your first talk in the all? Uh, one game. I think oh. it was the third, the third period. Well, Again, Cali have kind of walked everyone, and you should see it, Cards. He walked literally everyone, the goalie too, and I just come in the crease, and I just poke in a, a loss, or he passed out in the crease, and I just tapped her in. So uh, it, was a, it was a pretty good play on Artie, and I'm glad he gave it to me. Yeah, that's not too bad. Get the monkey off the back early, get the confidence going, and it's nice when a veteran guy kind of does all the work for you, just puts it on the goal and plays <laughs> exactly. for you there. But... Yeah. That was nasty. Hamilton had some sick import guys actually that season, but uh, unique too, man. He was so good; it was ridiculous. Him and Artie yeah. were like, I, I don't know, maybe unique since he was older, but I just thought he was so good, like the best player in the league for sure, in my eyes at least. Um, you know, ha- up until halfway to the season, he got hurt at World Jays. So, but he was he was unbelievable, man. It was incredible. no, but you you guys got um, my sack, my sack yeah. after that too, and he was gross too. And he is He's he coming so back next year? Yeah, I think uh, I don't know if he's going up to the A, but he, he'll probably get sent back. I think, um, and then so he'll be on our team too, which will be which will be nice. Couple, couple sick euros. Um, I'm curious how you found Hamilton as a city when you were living there. I mean, big city. Some some parts are a little bit dirtier than others, but like, how do you like living there? Yeah, um, I was I was kind of outside of the city. Obviously, we were in a. I'm in Dundas, so. It was a nice little town. So that one, the living situation wasn't too bad. Just kind of, you know, going to the rink every day, kind of seeing what's around there. Um, you know, it's pretty scary coming out of the rink sometimes, but, um, you know, right when you get in that rink, it's pretty much, um, you know, high, uh, they're treating you really nice. So I think, uh, you know, they did a good job of kind of um, developing me again last year. Just when you come in the rink, you kind of feel welcome. You kind of, it's it's not like the city. So, um, you know, yeah. come to the rink. Um, it was a bit nicer. Yeah. Um, outside. And you've seen, I imagine you've seen the plans for the rink and the development in downtown. Like how sick is that? Yeah. I saw, I saw the mock of it and it was pretty cool. Just, a, I think it was a smaller rank fit like 5,000 or I don't know how much it fit, but I think it's more. Um, yeah, it probably is more. Um, but yeah, that'll be good. Kind of like a smaller rank. So, so we can pack the crowd a bit more. Um, the rink feels a bit empty sometimes, but uh, it's all good. We get, we, know, yeah. we know our fans. They're, they're good fans. So um, I was, so was going to touch on that just quickly because, like, what is your rank hold? 18,000? Yeah, man, it's eight, yeah, 18,000. And then, but the top hole is usually blocked off with curtains and stuff. Um, so then the bottom half probably fits around 10. I don't know, eight. I don't know what it would be. Yeah. But, so, and you, what do you guys probably get? Like three, three maybe? Three. Yeah. Three. So, yeah, it's um, it's what with three goes into eighteen six times, so it's one sixth full. So I guess it got guy, to be a, little, a little bit quiet in there, except the school day game, which is absolutely oh, ridiculous. That was nuts. That was oh, against us, cards. Yeah, were you there at that game. point? Oh, okay. Yeah, man, that was intense. All the kids just screaming, and it was crazy. It was pretty yeah. cool. So I, I wanted to tell a funny Hamilton story that I remember. I hope you were here for this, cards. Um, no, man. no, I wasn't there. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. You see it written down, but we were, so I, I was working for the Colts. That's where I met Cardi. Okay. 
Um, right. We were pulling into Hamilton. It might have been the school day game. It probably was. Um, and we went to, you know, the Tim's, like, just outside the rink there. Yeah, yeah, in the square, whatever, the mall there kind of thing. Yeah, it, it wasn't the one in, in Marcus. It, anyway, it was, like, right there. There was a okay, Tim's. Okay. We, yeah. we pull up to the Tim's. Uh, just everyone gets their coffee or whatever, and then we're going to the rink. And we were, I remember someone on the bus was like, you know, like shitting on Hamilton as a city, like calling it a dump and stuff. And at the same time, and one person was defending it. Maybe we had a local guy, I can't remember. And we look out the window at the Tim's, and there was these two homeless people naked, making out with each other on the window of the Tim's. And then they turn around and flip off the Colts bus as we're driving by. Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen anything as crazy as that. But yeah, there's there's some crazy people down there for sure. Yeah, and bro, I actually I want. I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see that though. That's the thing. <laughs> That's actually jokes, Ross. I wish I was there for that on the bus. I would I would have been howling if I saw that. But you know what? I actually have a funny one too. So I was, it was my first year, I think, in London. Um, yeah, and we're in London, and like, uh, there was like, yeah, like, once again, like a home homeless people on the on the side of the road, or I don't know if they were homeless or not, but like. Like they, they were yipping us and stuff. And like the ladies were like, I'm pretty sure they threw ice coffees at the bus or something. And then some guy, some guy was trying to stab the tire of our bus no. and, like, and take out the bus. And we're, we're all sitting in Tim's like, what's going on right now, man? And our plan, our plan was to take, take a walk to the rink. And we're like, there's no chance we're walking now. Everyone get back on that bus. Let's get out of here, park inside and hide. Like yeah. we're, we're in trouble if we stay here any longer. Hold I actually it. got a story from my, my training camp. My first, my first year, I would have been probably within seven days of being there. I was only there for a short amount of time. And then kind of, we were, we were eating, um, we were in the rank eating upstairs and there was this lady who was on the other side of the fence. And I don't know, she was, she was on selling for sure, but she just kind of kept like, it, it was, a, it was a typical, just like, cracked up girl what you'd see like climbing fences punching people like <laughs> and it was my first my first kind of taste of Hamilton so um there's there's no problems with them they don't really bug you but you just kind of look the other way and you're fine but yeah yeah just take care of yourself get to the rink exactly. get out of the rink Run if you have to <laughs> yeah there's some wild things that happen especially these their hometown heroes too and they just love defending their city yeah. so if you get an away team in there they're not having it with them. Yeah. So that, that's funny, but we'll, we'll talk about your second year technically. Um, it never eventually ended up happening. Um, as everyone knows with the OHL shutting down, um, were you ever considering going overseas? Yeah. Uh, I talked with my agent, John, um, you know, a couple of times about going overseas, but um, you know, I always thought that the, we always thought that the season was going to start up. We always, you know, kept, um you know hoping that our season would actually start so I think uh I was kind of just waiting for us to start and then it kind of got too late to go at a point so I was kind of stuck but I was looking there um I just honestly thought that the season would have started um but you know whatever um you know I got it I got a chance at the tournament so um you know I was grateful for that opportunity yeah there's we're gonna we're gonna get into that next I think Rask has that we're gonna talk about with you for sure because that was a that was a huge thing for your draft, especially to just being able to get to showcase yourself. But like, can you tell the listeners, like, cause a lot of people don't understand how much of a mental grind it was. Like it, it's been a while since these guys have played hockey games. So like for you, like, what were you spending your time doing? Like, was it more like trying to get away from the game at times, like take a break or was it like fully dialed and just working out the whole time? Can you kind of yeah. elaborate on that? Yeah, I think kind of when our season stopped, it was kind of, you know, we didn't know if it was going to start up again. I think they put us on two-week notice um, if we were coming back. So I kind of, guess, stayed up um, to shape there. And then kind of when it got pushed off, I kind of stopped again, again, try to, you know, get out of the game a little bit, get out of the rink, get on, get on the golf course um, or whatever it was, rollerblades. Um, so I kind of did get away from the game a bit, um, but at the same time, I was always kind of, you know, ready to come back. And whenever, you know, lockdown would stop down here, um, you know, I think I'd, I'd be back on the ice. So it never really, really stopped. But, you know, I did, um, you know, take a step back and kind of go outside of hockey, like I said, and play golf and, you know, enjoy time with my friends and stuff. So it was nice. Yeah, that that's good stuff. I mean, 
like how how long was it between games from like Hamilton to the first game of the tournament for you? Do you know? I think it was nine months, um, or it might have been over a year. Might have no, been it over. Was a over it was over a yeah, year for yeah, sure. It was when was the tournament? A year and a bit. Um, uh, I was April twenty sixth around there. It's like eleven months, yeah. twelve months. Yeah. Right. So it's no, like thirteen months. Yes, yeah, yeah, just over. A year. over just over 13 months. Wow. So it was pretty tough coming back. Well, it wasn't tough. We were on a smaller ice um, to start the tournament. So it was kind of, I think, a bit easier um, just with the kind of way my line was playing and um, the smaller ice seemed to help a little bit. And then we ended up going um, over to the, the another center and it was the Dallas practice center. So it was a bit bigger. And, um, you know, I was pretty much adapted at that point. So it was pretty smooth sailing. Yeah, that's pretty sick. And like, was was because like me and Wentz have like this we're in the same agency the will sports group for those who don't know well i guess everyone didn't know that but um (laughs) yeah so uh was was johnny like sending video out to like teams or was like hamilton your coaches sending video out and just like kind of talking on your behalf on how you've been going yeah um to be honest i don't really know i'm sure there was so much people kind of you know vouching for me on the on the behind the scenes that you know i need to thank for you know all their all their all their work that year and i'm sure it was just as tough as it was for them as it was for me so um you know i really i don't know if you know i'm sure they did um hamilton sent out you know i I know steve was pretty up to date with you know what was happening he was vouching for me a lot and so so was everyone so i got a lot of help throughout that process which made it a little bit easier to you know, find where I was sitting in the draft and, um, you know, whatnot and, you know, U18s, but um, yeah. Okay. So here's, here's one you talk about that, like finding where you're ranked and stuff. I'm just curious because until the U18s, you're just sitting there not playing, you're going off essentially your first year in the O. Are you watching as the draft rankings come out, you see you guys in the queue and the dub in the States playing. Are you concerned watching your rank maybe slip or climb? How did that go? Yeah, it's tough, especially like you said, the dub and the the queue are playing. So I think that was, you know, the the most, you know, mad I think I was that, you know, other CHL teams um, or leagues could play and we couldn't. But, you know, I understand with the Ontario government or whatnot, we couldn't play. But, um, you know, that sucked. But, yeah, I, I think just. I, there was a weird thing that happened. I was ranked a, I was ranked a C prospect. I think right when I came out of the season, it would have been their first um, draft ranking. And then, um, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't done any games or I hadn't gone anywhere to play hockey. Um, just, just kind of the pond near my house and I got ranked up to a B. So that was kind of just cool to see how they, they did video and they realized, um, you know, maybe, maybe I deserve to be. So I think that was, you know, a glimpse of hope in throughout the process. Um, and then, you know, I ended up getting picked to that tournament and then um, that ended up helping me as well. Hey, Wentz had uh, NHL Central Scouting come into his backyard pond watching. That's what I was thinking. Run, run drills. Thinking, I don't I, I think it, well, obviously it was video, but, you know, maybe they came and watched me on the pond. Who knows? You guys you guys had enough bodies out there. You had a little five on five. We had a lot, up. man. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're dedicated. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah, that's what you need in a season like that. But yeah, we've talked about the U18s a bunch. Let's get into it. Um, as you mentioned before, but in case any listeners slip, you won gold there for Team Canada. And also, um, probably the most hyped U18s ever, as far as I can remember, just with, again, no OHL and a lot of people just wanted to watch that. So tell us about your time down there in Texas. It was so cool. Um, you know, it was probably, I always say this, it was obviously the best hockey experience I've been a part of, um, just with kind of you know, going there and not knowing a lot of guys and coming out with, you know, lifelong friends who, you know, you can hit up at any time to hang hang out down here or, um, you know, shoot shoot the shit about. So, um, you know, just on a, on a you know, not hockey level, meeting friends and stuff, it was it was an awesome experience. And then you add kind of winning a gold medal for your country and, and that atmosphere was pretty, it was something I'll remember for, for a long time for sure. What was um... – the pressure like on you knowing, I mean, we, we've talked about this a bit, but knowing you haven't played games, all the scouts are there to see these OHL guys. So how did you, was there a lot of pressure you put on yourself for that? Yeah. Um, you know, I was a bit nervous, but I kind of, like I said, had a good group of supporters behind me. My parents were good to me, you know, all my friends, my agents. Um, so I kind of knew what to expect. And then I remember sitting in the hotel, we didn't play the first game. It was an exhibition game, I think between Finland and Sweden. And uh, my parents were watching the game and they sent me a pictures of the stands and it was just filled with scouts. So I, that was my first little taste of it. And I was, I was a bit nervous after that, seeing all the scouts, but 
um, you know, right when you're kind of on the ice, you kind of forget about all that stuff. So, um, you know, it slipped my mind pretty quick when I was out there. Yeah, that sounds pretty intimidating. Um, everyone wants to know what Connor Bedard was like. And, and Cards, what was the nickname that Clarky gave him when he was on? Chubby? Chubbs? Is that it? <laughs> yeah, I think it was Chubbs. I don't know. But uh, they got after him a little bit for – he's just built. He's built as a little guy. Like, he's uh, – I don't know how tall he is, 5'10", 5'9", 5'8", I don't know. But, um, you know, he's pretty built at a young age. So, I don't know. They, they like to get on him for – I don't know, maybe having a little more weight on his body. But, um, you know, he's a great guy, great teammate. Um, and then you guys all saw what he did on the ice, especially in the semis, um, you know, against Sweden. That was a pretty pretty cool game for him um, and pretty cool game to be a part of on the bench. Yeah, no, he he's, like, ridiculously skilled. It's not weird with the age difference because he was, like, way younger than you guys. Did anyone, like, like maybe a little power dynamic, just just bury him a little? No, no. Um, you know, guys obviously gave him a little bit of a hard time. Um, just kind of being, you know, two years younger than a lot of us. Um, but no, he fit in pretty quick with the, with the group of guys. He's a pretty relatable guy and, um, you know, he's a good guy to, you know, get along with. So, um, you know, he's a good kid um, and he's got a, got a bright future for sure. Yeah, well, it doesn't take too much to be able to figure that one out. Yeah, exactly. He's dirty, man. Just seeing like yeah. some highlights and stuff yeah. i just want to know like because i never even asked you this i don't even think but what was it like was it like full bubble um guys get you guys getting tested all the time like can you kind of just take us through like the dynamic of how it was set up and everything yeah so we got um you know obviously out of quarantine seven days before or i think it was five days before we left um we needed three negative um procedures and then we kind of were able to fly off um on, on the plane to texas so um that part was i think the mo- the toughest just quarantining um and then we were we got to texas and it was the same thing yeah bubble um you're pretty protected you know doing doing uh covid tests a lot of the days probably um you know every every two days you're doing a covid test so you know that part's not fun but you kind of understand and it comes with you know what you're doing at a, at a high level so um you know it's pretty easy to follow all the procedures um it wasn't wasn't too bad so um you know it was it was a good time i'm just curious like last one on this any i mean put you on the spot again but you have any funny memories or stories like there has been something funny that went on maybe in practice or something that we that needs to be shared here yeah um well okay i'm not i'm not kidding when i say this first practice um all, all the guys were doing one-on-ones and shaner steps up to do a drill and del mastro's going against them and it's like, it's a weird drill. You have to, it's like a one-on-one and you're kind of picking up speed around the dots. Um, and so Shaner was kind of picking up speed and Dell was picking up speed at the same time, coming kind of at each other. Um, and then Dell just leans into Shane, like he, no remorse, just tried to like, try to, try to hit Shane. So Shane kind of, it was, it was pretty, it looked pretty bad, honestly. Um, Shane kind of, you know, fell a little bit, tripped. I don't know what he did, but um you know all the boys after that were just going up to Shane like man like are you right are you right like how you doing I'm, and then you're going up to Dell like what are you doing man like figure it out <laughs> Another captain. can't be doing that yeah he's going after the best player in, <laughs> in the world he's like yeah I know what like pra- the tournament starts in a few days let me just take out we our needed to get ready it, it wasn't uh it, it was probably good but I don't know just not that not that guy he could have done it to anyone else he could have done it to me or someone but <laughs> a little little wake up call for Shaner though he dialed in. <laughs> that, so. yeah. That's hilarious. Well, actually, like I kind of want to know a little bit about like the feeling of winning gold. Like, how crazy was it when you kind of like saw those last kind of final seconds ticking down on the clock? Yeah, uh, it was pretty cool. Obviously, I've done it before, Ome Chase, um, but I think kind of going to that big stage is there's nothing really like it. So. Um, I, I can't really even really explain it, to be honest. You know, I'm sure you've won before in Card Z. It's probably, you know, just like that, a bit more a bit more hype, though. Um, you know, I, I didn't couldn't scream too much because I didn't have any any more voice left. So um, it was pretty cool, just that the whole game, being down one nothing at the start of the game, um, and then Bedsy having the penalty shot and then scoring right after. Um, you know, it was a pretty, pretty cool game. A lot of emotions, for sure. Um, and then... You know, obviously grateful that we ended up winning that um, and going home with the gold. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, humble brag there. Hey, Rask, you guys. Yeah, drop all my chains. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> I, I've won before, but like, yeah, this one was good. <laughs> this one was um, different. 
not a big deal for our dogs. He does it all the time. It's just routine. It's routine by now. And uh, we'll, we'll get into the draft because a lot of people want to know what it's like about getting drafted to Seattle. And I know me and Rask made jokes about it probably since we found out that Seattle was going to be a team and I was still like on the market to be picked. And we always were like, Oh, like you might go to the Kraken, like blah, blah, blah. And Rask would always be like, yeah, they're just going to be giving out contracts too. So like, I guess we can get right into that now since we actually have a guy here that uh, is officially a part of the Seattle Kraken. So like you get taken in the third round of the Kraken, would you go 66th overall? 67, I think it was. Okay. So pretty close. I am anyway. Um, do you want to just take us through the draft day? And like, I know you kind of mentioned it, you're buried in your phone a little bit, but like just the day overall, like how did it start? And then like the moment you were picked, like what was the reaction in the house? Yeah. So I started just kind of, I think it was at 11 or 12, wasn't it? Um, and then kind of just, you know, sitting there with my family, my grandparents were over, uh, my girlfriend, my brother, um, you know, everyone kind of, it was close to me. Um, and then we were kind of just sitting there waiting, obviously watched, uh, the Friday night and, um, you know, saw a couple of my buddies pick. So that was awesome. And then, um, you know, I was excited waking up a bit nervous, a bit anxious, um, and then kind of, you know, you see, you see guys go and you're like, oh, that could have been me or whatnot, but um, you know how it is cards. And then, um, you know, obviously I was buried in my phone. Um, I don't know why. I just kind of had enough of seeing, seeing the TV for a bit. So um, then, a, then a buddy of mine, Avery Hayes, uh, on my team gave me a text and it was like, let's go all in caps. Um, and so I kind of was like, oh, like maybe something happened. And then uh, my agent was on the phone with my dad and he's like, Oh, like Seattle, let's go. I look up and it's Seattle. So that was a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool moment. And a lot of emotions again. And, um, you know, seeing my parents cry and, you know, I was pretty happy myself. So it was an awesome day. Yeah, no doubt about that. And like, I know you mentioned earlier, you didn't have a lot of contact with Seattle. Did you even talk to them at all? Uh, there might've been a phone call. Um, you know, I don't remember it, but, um, you know, not, not a lot is what I'm trying to say. Just, I, I didn't have any zooms. I didn't, um, you know, talk to him, but I was talking to Murr about, or Blake Murray, um, about it. And he, he said the same thing. He's like, you know, usually you go to a team you don't even talk to. So, um, you know, it was pretty cool that it ended up being Seattle and I'm grateful for it. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, get great advice from Murr. Uh, Murr's a a former guest on the pod. So the fans love Murr as well. Uh, and then we uh, we got written down here, like, what are your thoughts on being drafted by a team that's never played a game? Like, at the time, they had just, just figured out who was coming to their team from the expansion draft. And then uh, you kind of get funneled into the organization as the second ever forward drafted. So, like, what were your thoughts on all that, trying to process this? Yeah, uh, I was I was watching the expansion, dra- expansion draft on the Wednesday and I was just thinking kind of, you know, in my seat on the couch, wherever I was, um, you know, how cool it would be just by the water, the West Coast. Um, and then, you know, obviously, you know, being, you know, one of the early picks on the team and, you know, not having a lot of prospects. So I think if you told me before, that would have been the ideal place to go. So, um, you know, I think that was, that was a pretty cool moment that it was Seattle. Um, and then, yeah. It's pretty damn cool. Yeah, you guys will be having some battles on the West Coast in the years to come for our showbound listeners to see. Yeah. So that and and myself to watch that'll be sick. But honestly, Seattle and I want to get into the contract thing in a minute. But probably the sickest place to get drafted to because well, one, their rink is maybe going to be the nicest rink in the Unreal. NHL. Yeah, two jumbotrons. I've never seen it before. And they're triangular, which is like yeah. and they're curved. Try no, it's cool. Um. It's all like uh, zero carbon footprint and stuff too, which yeah, is kind of yeah. sick. But all, all about Seattle is good, and the fans are going to love it. It's no doubt a good hockey place. So that's going to be sick. Um, but, yeah, the contract thing. Like Cardi said, I've been saying this for so long. You saw it happen with Vegas. I, I don't know if it's if they signed all their prospects from the first draft, but they signed most of them. I know like their seventh rounder got signed that year. Um, so you just have a bit of an advantage just – in the sense of a contract, they have to fill roster spots. They have to fill an AHL team. So have they talked to you about a contract at all yet? No, um, nothing really yet. Kind of just kind of see, waiting to see. Maybe I camp, you know, who, who knows? Um, you know, I'm not really, um, you know, worried about it. I think it'll come if it'll come. Um, you know, maybe it's in Hamilton. When I come back to Hamilton or at camp, 
um, you know, or, or it doesn't happen. We'll see. Um, but, you know, I think, I think I'm in a good place with Seattle and I'm, I'm excited. So if you do sign when, when I want to say when, but if you do sign, um, do you have any like dream purchases or anything you're kind of waiting to buy? Uh, I think just golf clubs. I just want fitted golf clubs. Um, and then probably just, you know, a new set that I'll keep for years. So I think that's my, my go-to if I sign. Okay. Yeah, what a great place to start. Ardubs, you're, you're actually not a bad player. I've heard I've never played with you, but the boys. Uh, no, we got to get out cards. Yeah, you can get it. I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I think I'm a plus eight. So, um, or I'm an eight. Sorry. Yeah. I was going to say plus eight. That'd be <laughs> yeah, Guys shooting 63, 64 every round. No, but like, yeah, I, I've heard you, you, you keep up in the money matches out there with the boys. Yeah. Going back to seattle i'm just curious too i mean you say not a lot of contact before the draft but after the draft what sort of things are they saying to you yeah um kind of right after the draft ron francis called me and he just pretty much you know said welcome we're happy to have you um and then obviously the media came later that day um and gary roberts is reaching out to me you know about training camp and stuff so um you know there's a lot of support in that organization um i can i can already feel it kind of when they and they text me and, um, you know, I think they, you know, you can tell, tell they care about us players. So um, I'm excited for the future, like I said, and I'm happy that uh, Seattle is going to be developing me for the next couple of years. Yeah. yeah. There, there's, you know what, there's legends in that organization. When you think, I mean, Gary Roberts, everyone knows. Um, and that's a sick guy to be training with too, when you get there. But Ron Francis is honestly, he's one of the best NHL players in history. He's up there. Like, Sure. what's uh what's it like kind of getting a call from that do you realize how good he is like i know yeah. young and stuff. Well, I, I obviously never saw him play or anything but you obviously know how good he is just by you know how how people talk about him and you know highlights and whatnot so um and obviously you know stats and stuff so it's pretty cool obviously to get selected um you know by ron francis knowing that he kind of trusts me um to be on his team trust me inside of the rink outside of the rink um you know, I'm, I'm ready to kind of, you know, pick his brain a little bit when I get down there about um, maybe some, you know, past memories or whatnot. I'm just curious, kind of last one on the on the draft stuff, but did anyone, for like two-part question, did anyone on the team, even though the team was just made like a couple of days before, anyone on the team reach out to you and any just notable people call you or text you, anything like that? Uh, uh, no, I wouldn't say so. Um, just a lot of family, friends, um, no, no Wiz Khalifa. Like I know what happened with Byfield, um, <laughs> but yeah, just a lot of, a lot of family and friends. So it was good. We, yeah. we had, uh, Cole Sillinger on like two, two episodes ago and he said Nathan McKinnon called him after he was drafted and he wasn't drafted oh, yeah. to, he was drafted to Columbus. Really? Yeah, that's that was crazy. But yo, the reason probably though, man, it makes sense though, because like, who like they they don't even like they got the team made like five what is it three yeah. days before the draft like, yeah like two or three like <laughs> they don't have like Giordano is going to be the captain but like they don't have a captain or something who's like used to like meeting the prospects and everything so I yeah. think they don't even know each other yet they're probably all calling each other like they were teammates yeah, yeah honestly man like our dubs could have been the one calling Giordano saying welcome to the squad <laughs> like yeah <laughs> at that point realistically um. I mean, we don't have too much left for you, but we got we all, we just got our weekly fan questions here for you. So always uh, some exciting ones in this list. So we always start off with uh, what stick do you use and what specs and the tape job. Yeah, um, I go grip tape at the top, um, and then kind of almost a sock, but not. Uh, I don't go up as high. I just kind of cover the whole blade with white tape. Um, I use a Jet Speed Three um what is it is it a jet speed three i think it is right um, ft3 yeah ft3 yeah um i use that with a p28 a little bit raised uh blade and then it's uh nipple grip so yeah a flex 80 flex 80 flex and this guy's got a rocket too rask you never <laughs> seen a snapper it's he gets it off quick i mean everyone saw it at the uh at the worlds there when you came in and ripped one first game i was fired <laughs> all that um yeah. Favorite card game if you got one? Uh, I like Blackjack. <laughs> Gambling, yeah. man. But uh, Snapchat or Instagram? Uh, Insta, probably. Okay. One song that always gets you fired up? Oh, probably. Um, 
I don't know, probably some Nickelback or Nirvana. I don't know. Nice. I don't, yeah. have, a, I don't have a song. Just kind of get something going, get a high high beat going, get some rock. I'm into it. Yeah, it gets you. Cards, what's what's yours? You got a song that gets you fired up? Bro, I'm like I listen to a lot of like old songs. Like I'll I'll listen. Yeah. To- I listen to 90s, 80s rap too that gets me going. Like I love uh, B.I.G. Yeah. Um, all the boys. Like I mean, all the old, like Tupac, all that stuff. I love that stuff before games. But I don't know. It all it, it differs for everyone. But uh, next one, pregame meal. Uh, I don't really have a go-to, but my preferred would probably be like uh, I don't know pasta. Carb up before I get out there. Yeah, I love my yeah, pasta. I've- keep you ready to go on the third um and then last but certainly not least because we were interested i know you have a girlfriend but celebrity crush yeah um i don't know uh probably like a uh kylie jenner i don't know pretty pretty typical one but yeah uh, no uh, fair enough um margot robbie i'd say yeah i think i I said that one on the pod before Mine, I mean, it kind of changes, but it's hard to stay away from Selena Gomez, man. She was all ever since I was a kid, like watching Wizards of Waverly Place. Like she's always been my celebrity crush. Yeah, you you were eating it up as a young child, Raz. You were all over it. I loving her. That's awesome. Um, but no, that's all we got for fan questions, Raz. If you got anything else here, I just got one more. Um, I'm just curious if you have any like superstitions or rituals on a game day. No um just kind of i usually go out on the ice and kind of i don't put my feet on the ice but like i'll go out there and stick handle on the ice before i get out there um but that's that's normally it that's just what i have to that's the only thing i have to do before i head out there otherwise i'm good okay i mean pretty pretty simple yeah that's uh that's that's pretty much all i have i mean this was a fun one i think this is a good uh interview the fans are gonna like it and you actually i want to say when you speak really well um so this Thank this you. was a good interview, and I think uh, the Kraken got a good one. Maybe you'll yeah. invite me and Cardio to a Kraken game. I would love. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll have the boys down. Yeah, we'll I, get a live podcast going from the. From yeah, the we'll, we'll get we, it going. We were just we were pumped too because like I was sitting at home like today, and Grass is like, "Who should we get on?" He's like, "Do we know anyone in the in the Kraken organization?" I'm like, "Well." Yeah, I do. I know him well. I'll text him right now. I'm sure it shouldn't be a problem to get him on within the next 10 minutes. And here we were, like, legit 20 minutes after we talked on uh, on, I was, sitting on I was sitting on Warzone, and you text me. I'm like, why not? Let's go. <laughs> now you got to get you got to buzz over to Corny Skate. Yeah, uh, just keep improving on your craft. Uh, but, I mean, no, like, super glad you came on, took the time, and made it so seamless for us. But, yeah, just – thanks again and we really appreciate it and uh yeah if i don't see it before camp that's the luck this year and i'll make sure to give you guys a beat down in hammer this year yeah i don't know about that thank you boys i appreciate it all right i want to thank wince for that one it was a good interview he's a good speaker like i said and um just pretty cool hearing about the kraken man I, i'm a kraken fan i've said this on the podcast the leafs have been letting me down i'm gonna still be a leafs fan but i'm going like full swing on the kraken i should have told him that but hopefully he's listening to the episode so let's go i'm, I'm a kraken and ryan winterton fan now yeah definitely add that one to uh to the collection of of uh favorite players now too for you but no it was a, it was a good interview he's a great player he's a good kid too like i i've hung out with wince for a while now and just uh kind of hear about his his draft and like seattle and everything like man it's a sick opportunity going to that we've referenced it so many times before so i'm just super happy for him and glad he took the time and made it so easy for us to make this podcast happen this week and uh yeah it was pretty awesome dude yeah it was sick and like you said in the interview like we picked the guests and then within 10 minutes we're, we're on the zoom just interviewing him it was pretty sick um but i mean yeah that's kind of uh kind of all i really have it's been a good week as as we mentioned at the beginning we have a busy week with with some exciting opportunities and some other things going on so uh we'll uh look out look out for us making big moves i guess away from the podcast but you want to wrap it up here cards yeah we definitely got an exciting week ahead i mean you got your brock team kind of settling into uh to your season you got to do a lot of work with that i know you're super busy in that sense and i'm going back to ohl camp as a as an older guy now as a presence on the in the veteran as a locker in the locker room so Could have a c man yeah you never know i don't know but uh i'm just looking forward to being that leader on the team and just 
kind of taken the young guys under my wings. So I'm sure I'll be able to elaborate more on that next week when, uh, when I'll be in the heat of the OHL camp. So I'm looking forward to that, man. Um, as we mentioned, I'm going to have to figure out a new setup at my new billets house, but, uh, as we do always, we're going to make it work for the, for the fans. And, uh, with that being said, we got about 20 seconds left on this zoom call. So I'm going to, oh, you just gave away for listeners that we're on the free version of zoom. (laughs) Yeah. We're, we're too cheap right now. Once, once we sign a big deal, then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get the legit zoom going. But with that being said, have an amazing week Buy the real version of zoom. Don't use the freebie one unless you want to be beauties like us, but, uh, it's going to be great weather very hot out so wear your sunscreen and just enjoy yourselves everyone